About three weeks ago, we started talking about the picture of discipleship. Disciples hunger to know God. And tonight we want to continue that. But what I want to ask you first of all is this. If you want to know someone, all right, now you know some of you guys in this room or girls, you want to get to know a special guy or girl, all right? So you want to get to know them. What are you going to do? How are you going to get to know them better? Huh? Talk to them, right? Get to know them, right? You're going to get to know them better. You're going to talk to them. You know, you're going to... You see, listen, right? Today, today's society is a lot different than when I was your age. Because the reality is when I was your age, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have WhatsApp. We didn't have all these things to be able to contact. The only way you could contact with someone was you had to pick up that phone, dial a number, and call the house. Now, when I was kind of probably a little bit younger than y'all, you know, you call that girl's house, and daddy pick up that phone. You hanging out of bed quick, because you ain't want to talk to daddy. You know, you ain't, you ain't trying to talk to daddy. You ain't trying to get to know daddy better. You want to try to talk to that girl. So you call back hopefully in the next five, ten minutes, and hope she picked that phone up. But the reality is, is that in today's society, it's easier, right? I mean, let's be honest. Today, you can voice note back and forth. You know, you can FaceTime. You can do all these different things that makes it so much easier. But when we consider, when we consider knowing God, it is easier now today as well. And you may be looking at me like, well, what are you talking about? Well, it's easier because the reality is that all of us have a phone basically in here. We can have the Bible on our phone. We can look at God's Word all the time. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, someone coming and making sure that if there's a Bible in our house, we could get killed for it, especially if it doesn't happen in our country. But there are a lot of ways that we could get to know God. We can download music to get to know God. We can, you know, all sorts of things we can do. There are so many different Christian apps out there that just have everything at your fingertips. You know, you have a U version where basically you could get, I don't even know how many versions of the Bible, for free. You don't have to pay for them. But tonight we want to talk about how do we get to know God and why should we want to know God? You know, we think of, through the Bible, we think of different people all through the Bible. We would say that these people knew God. But one person that I, I think about all the time is Paul. Paul was a man who went out, persecuted Christians, killed them, you know, did so many different bad things. But yet, as we look at, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Philippians chapter 3, and we look at verses 8 and 10. But I want us to get the context here. Paul is talking to the church of Philippi. He's in a jail cell, all right? So he's writing this letter from jail, and he wants to tell the people, look, I've done all these things. I'm a Jew of Jew. I've done all these things. It would be like me standing before you and bragging about myself and saying, look, I did all these things. I accomplished everything in this life. I've done this. I've done that. You know, what, you know, what more do I need? And Paul makes it very clear as he, look at, as he says, these are the things that I have done. If there's anyone who would have a relationship with God, it's me. If there's anyone who you think knows God, it would be me. Because I've done all these things. I've earned the favor, if you would think so. 
I've got every reward, award and, you know, everything. You know, imagine some of you in this room, all right? Some of you are, are aspiring to probably get a full ride in college. Some of you are getting, you probably got some awards this week, you know, honor roll and, you know, all these different awards that are so great. And in the world's eyes, they, you know, people are, you know, taking your picture and like, oh, yes, you got an award. And, you know, like people, your parents are bragging about you and, you know, you're such a great person because you've gotten all these different things. But Paul wants to make it very clear. Look, whatever I've accomplished in life, it doesn't matter. And this is what he said. Indeed, I count everything as loss. Did he say he counts some things as loss? No, no. I count everything as loss. Not to just say I count them as loss, but I want to gain something else. What did he say? Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Here it is. He's saying, look, I want to know Christ so much. I desire to know Christ so much that, hey, I don't care if I lose everything in life. Because I want to know Christ. I want to know Him more. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. Now, I want us to look at this because this is very key for us. I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. Rubbish is a clean word in the text. The reality of this word is, in the Greek, and we don't like to talk about Greek, but you know what the word really means? Stool. I count it as stool. Dung. That's what I count it as. that's, That's what I compare it to. I count it as dung. Now, let me ask you a question. What things in life do you count as you, you treasure? What is something in your life that you would say right now, you know what? I don't know how I can live without that. What are some things? Your phone, iPad, you know, what else? Your parents, your Grammy. Huh? God? That's the spirit sign. Thank you, I like that. But let's be honest, do we really mean that, all right? Here Paul is saying, look, I have everything in life that you could ever want. I've done all these things. I've accomplished everything, but I count it as dung for knowing Christ. The Bible is very graphic, right? Let me ask a question. How many of y'all have been in a dump? Dump is a nasty, smelly place, right? All right? So if you want to consider, if you even want to use the clean word, rubbish, just go to the dump. It stinks. It smells. It's dirty. But listen, he doesn't just count these things as dung, but he counts them so that he can gain something. And what is that? And I know school is out, and we don't want to think about addition and subtraction. We don't want to think of that. But he says that I want to gain Christ. Because you know what the the reality is? Is that if we put our hope in all of our accomplishments, we see no need to have Christ. Because we think we have it all together. We think we are a good person. You know, there's some of you in this room tonight that you would say, you know what? I'm a good person. I go to church. You know, I get good grades. I don't curse. I don't steal. I don't smoke. I've never had sex before marriage. I've done all these great things. I'm a good person. But guess what? None of that gets you to heaven. 
None of that. You could be the most righteous person in the world, but get you nowhere. To know Christ, to keep on... And let me, say, let me just make this point. It doesn't say to know Him. It says what? Knowing Christ. The verb is what? Knowing and is what? In the what? Present tense. It's continuing, right? It's continuing to go. We want to continue to know Him more. Verse 9. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteous from God that depends on faith. Again, it's not about me saying that I'm a good person. Could you know what I could do in this room? I could say, you know what? I'm better than this person right here. If you know him, what he does or what she does, boy, I look like a good person compared to them. And that's our problem in life. Let me ask a question. How many of you have a brother or sister? Anyone have a little brother or sister or whatever? You ever done the whole blame game? Where basically, you know, your mom and dad come to you and say, why did you do this? Well, because my so-and-so made me do it. You blame someone else, right? How many of y'all ever done that? You put the blame on your brother or sister, right? Every day, right? Because we like to do that because you know what? If we put this person down here... It makes us look better. It makes me feel better because I've done something that I made you look bad. It's just like in our Bahamian context, all right? When someone falls down, what normally happens? People laugh, right? I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's what the answer I wanted. They laugh because someone else looks bad. But the reality is, is that if you fall and trip down, do you want people to laugh at you? You're embarrassed, right? You hurt. You feel like, man, I wish, boy. Let, let's be honest, right? If you fall down in school, the first thing you look around and say, I hope no one ain't see this way. <laughs> or you get up there quick and be like, you know, buddy, this, but ain't no one see me, but yes, but I go on, but yeah. Listen, I'll never forget, all right? Never forget going to Kingsway. And this is when Kingsway changed, Kingsway changed now. But there were some chains that used to be across, right? I mean, and the person thought that they was going to be, you know, this, this great athlete and try to jump over the chain. And they got over one. I, and I mean, one thing you have to understand is that in Kingsway at this time, you could see everything. And it was a rainy day. All right, so everyone was just Focusing on the rain and looking out there and seeing what happened. Next thing you know, this person went and jumped and tripped over the chain and boom. Right? Hit their mouth and it was like, you know. But you know what happened? Majority of the people laughed at them. They didn't even try to see that it was okay. Because you know why? Because it makes us feel good to put other people down. This is what this verse is saying, is that we look at other people's lives and we think that because we may follow the rules, and I'm talking about the rules, and even sometimes we can follow the Bible rules, all right? You know, someone's in this room, hopefully no one in this room will ever kill someone. 
All right? Hopefully, none of us will steal. You know, we could go to the Ten Commandments and say, wow, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do these things. I, I got seven out of ten, and I good, man. And we think that we, we, we gain God's favor. We think that, oh, man, God's going to love me because of this. But we still don't know him. And he doesn't know us. Because we never accepted the free gift of salvation. Again, it's not by law. It's not by following the gift of a bunch of rules. But it's about Christ living in us. And if Christ is living in us and we're getting to know him more, we're going to be different. Verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his suffering because like him in his death. Again, the point is, is that we want to continue to know him. So I want to challenge you with this. Do you know him? Do you know Christ as your Lord person? And let me just say this. It says it very clear. And the power of his resurrection. God has so much power. His power is above any other power. But we also know that he suffered for us. He suffered for our sake. He suffered for your sake. He died on the cross for you and for me. So for those in this room who you say you know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, suffering is, may come in your life. We're not here to talk about how some people try to paint this pretty picture of the Christian life and say, if you come to God, you're going to be rich, you're not going to be sick, you're going to have prosperity and all this stuff. No, we don't believe that. Now, the Christian is going to be hard life. It's going to be a hard lot. Right? It's going to be a hard, hard life to, to live. Being like him in his death. You see, as a Christian, we need to die. We need to die to ourselves every day of our lives because the reality is, is if we keep on living, if we keep on living the way that we're living, it's going to be a problem. Even me. You know, I'm here as a youth pastor or whatever, but if I let my flesh live, live all the time, you know what's going to happen? I could be a bad representation of Christ. Bad. Because if that flesh comes out, it's going to outshine what Christ is doing in me. I got to let Christ shine through me. Next verse. Jeremiah 9, 24 says, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let the, not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in riches. But let him who boasts Boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Let me ask a question. What did I just say? Did I say anything about boast of what I have? Let me boast about the cars I got. Let me boast about the plane I got, the jet I need to go and travel the world. No. What did I tell you to boast in? Boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. You know what's sad about today's so-called, as you watch TV and stuff? Is that so-called people who say they're preachers and pastors and Christians give other Christians a bad name. Because you know what happens if you watch TV? You got this pastor telling you he needs a $56 million jet to travel the world. I need that for ministry. I don't know what type of ministry you're trying to do. Or, you know what? 
I got to have the fanciest car, but you know what? I don't care how y'all live in. Once I got this big house, this mansion out here, y'all can be living however y'all want. Just know that God bless me with this. You see, we got to wake up. Because we should not boast in any material things that we have. Because you know what could happen to every material thing we got? It could be gone just like that. And we know that. We live in a place where hurricanes can come and wipe everything out. So what are you holding on to? You got to hold on to Christ. You got to boast in what He has done. Boast in Him. We like to boast in a lot of things, and like we like to lift ourselves up, but boast in Christ. How do we apply this? Knowing God should be our pursuit in life. Some of you in this room, you may say, and I don't know, some of you I see how they're playing basketball, y'all might have give up now. But some of y'all may want to be an NBA player. All right? Some of y'all may pursue to be the NBA player, right? And we had an NBA, we had a Bahamian basketball player just get picked number one last night, right? That's a good accomplishment. But let's be honest, right? Let's be real here. How many of us in this room are going to make it to the NBA? All right. All right. Okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Hold on. Those hands went up, and I can tell you right now, some of you all might have give up now. But anyway, let me ask you a question. What are you doing to pursue that dream? Working hard. Practice. Study, study. Yeah, okay. You got to go to school, right? All right. You got you to at least go to school one year. You got to go to college at least one year. And all. You got to... Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. We may, come here. Oh, the greatest, the greatest. All right, hold on. Listen. We, listen. We may look at... Listen, all right, hold on, hold on. We may look at what he said and think to ourselves... What you... No, I... No, 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 he ain't, no. We may look at... We may think about Why you say you need grades? Let me tell you something. Oh, you can sit down now. The reality is that when I was a little bit younger, I remember some scouts came out. Not that I went on the scouts, but I, just knew, I knew some of the scouts. And they came out. You know what they said? The Bahamas got all the talent in the world. But you know what the problem is? Lazy and they ain't got the academics. All right? They can't... They, their talent is there, but you got to have the grades and you got to have, you know, you got to be able to go. You got to be able to work hard. All right? So we would do anything. Listen, some of you would do anything to pursue that dream. But guess what? The only thing that matters is knowing God. Because you know what? Some of you in this room might give everything you can to basketball. And you may practice and practice and practice and practice. But you know what could happen to you one day? You could break your leg and that'll be it for you. All right? All right? That might be it for you, all right? Listen. Some of you, of course, some of you know, all right? Most of you do know. Most of you know the Derek Rose that plays today. But let me tell you something, and I'm a Bulls fan. Let me tell you. I want you to go look at some Derrick Rose highlights from like 2011 before he injured his knee. 
This guy was like, I mean, he could do anything. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, you know, he could do anything. But guess what happened? Knee gone, talent gone. All right? So listen, all right, hold on. I tell you that to tell you this. Don't pursue all the worldly things. Because the reality is that those worldly things are going to pass away, and you're not going to have nothing else. But when you got God, you have Him all the time. That's eternal. And continue to know Him. Don't be satisfied where you're at. Have a hunger for Him. Like I said, for me, you know, I need to remind this all the time because I need to understand that I need to continue to know Him every day. Know more about Him. I don't know it all. 